have a beautiful joke to read to you guys and it's uh, uh, it's it's really beautiful okay so um, the lawyer and the pope were both killed in an accident and the two were in line at, to see St. Peter at the pearly gates. St. Peter asked the lawyer his name and looked it up uh, in his book. Then he asked the pope for his name and it looked it up uh, in his book also. Now if you could come with me, I will show your eternal dwelling, said St. Peter. They walked along the clouds and came a huge mansion with all sorts of lavish trappings. St. Peter turned to the lawyer and told him that this was... Uh, this is your house and Pope knowing how important he was to the church could hardly imagine what his house would be like. St. Peter and Pope continued to a small walk beat up to a beat up wooden shack. St. Peter told Pope that this would be your dwelling. Pope was shocked and he said to St. Peter, just a minute, the other guy was a lawyer and he gets a get beautiful mansion. I am the head of the Roman Catholic Church and this is all I get rewarded and St. Peter looked at Pope and said, True, you have done great things and we have lots of Popes in heaven. But that guy was the first lawyer ever to make it up here. <laughs> anyway, this is supposed to be a joke. okay? And if your family members, why this is changing? Uh, yes. Okay. If your family members, um, if your family members are lawyers, this is just a joke and I'm going to tell you another one. There was uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you might know many of you and he is known for his proud statements. So when somebody asked him uh, why you are born in this world and he told the reason I'm born in this world because God sent me to teach soccer to the humanity. And that's why I was born into the world. So they went again to Messi. Messi is the rivals. Ronaldo plays for a Madrid team and Messi plays for Barcelona. So they went to Messi. They asked him, uh, this is what Cristiano Ronaldo said. He was sent here by God uh, to teach soccer to the humanity. And Messi pondered for a minute and he said, uh, I don't recall it sending him. <laughs> so anyway this is also a joke uh, but anyway this just makes you laugh and I'm happy about it take your Bible I have a Bible on my phone lift it up and you say this after me Lord Jesus Jesus influence me this morning influence me this morning Holy Spirit I pray that you will unlock the hidden treasures that you put in your son's heart to bring it to your people that they will never be the same I thank you Father in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And this morning I want to talk about the beauty of communion. And uh, last week we took communion and we didn't talk about in depth about the beauty of communion. But this morning I felt in my heart to, these are some of the subjects that we will revisit again and again. You know, we talk about communion a lot of time because... Sometimes we think uh, communion is just a liturgy that we do it once a month. So if you have never prepared grape juice or a, a bread, I want encourage you just quickly run to your kitchen, grab uh, some kind of juice and a piece of bread so that you can have uh, a sense of communion. So we're going to take communion together, but we're going to talk about the beauty of communion. And uh, I have I have seven reasons why we there were seven beauties of communion i want to share with but that's going to be the last seven or eight minutes i'm going to talk the first 20 or 23 minutes i'm going to spend 
predominantly on some scriptures. So I want you to turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to read from Passion Version and I wanted to uh, take some few minutes to read from the Passion Version and we will we will really go behind the meaning of communion and many people come from uh, different backgrounds and Papa's house is made up of different denominations. We are an interdenominational family. So we are not Pentecostals or Baptists or Lutherans or Charismatic or Roman Catholics. We have a family that is mixed with, you know, it's like masala chai. Uh, that's how we are and that's the beauty and that's the strength of it but what we have come to your realization is uh, um, information is powerful many of you agree with that but information if you hold it uh, you can control but as your pastor as your um, you know as your friend as your brother my goal is not to hold on to the information but this is more than information this is a revelation and the once one you get the revelation the revelation doesn't help you to get a knowledge puffed up here but the revelation actually brings you into a freedom that makes you transformed into the image of his son so first corinthians chapter 11 this is paul record and this is actually a response to the letter people wrote in the church of Corinth to Paul. So that's why Paul is kind of replying this letter. And we don't have what they wrote, but we just have the answers that many scholars believe 1 Corinthians is actually a 2 Corinthians. And 2 Corinthians is actually the 3 Corinthians. But we, you know, uh, I'm not getting into the details of it, but I just believe that Paul is writing to this Corinthian church, but it's still, even after almost 2,000 years, it's still valid today and we can learn so many beautiful beautiful things and this is what it goes off by saying in verse 20 when all your house churches gather as one church family you are not really properly celebrating the Lord's Supper let's pause here for a minute you know where we are right now we are in our houses the COVID-19 put the church buildings empty I have said this before I have no clue uh, when I started saying this but I have never gonna shy away by saying this the church building may be empty but God is building his church amen, amen. amen. and that's what is happening right now the church buildings are empty the beautiful church that you see in the central CSA church it's empty but I believe the members of the church, God is building it. That's what is happening. In the beautiful Munjurpet village, we have this tiny little church, Papa's house. It's empty, but I'm sure God is building you guys. Amen. Amen. So that's what happens in the house churches as we gather together. You know, today we have the privilege of having Phoebe, Stephen and Gideon with us, you know, and uh, uh, to worship the Lord. So in the house churches are like that's five to ten people, maximum twenty, not more than that. When they gather together, Paul is writing. He's writing to this Corinthian church. You are not really properly celebrating. This is the verse I want to focus on. Properly celebrating, which means it's the finished work of the cross you celebrate. Amen. What is the finished work of the cross? That he paid the ultimate price that you don't need to pay anymore. And this is what then he goes on in verse 23. He says, I have handed down to you what came to me by direct 
revelation from the Lord himself the same night in which he was handed over he took bread he's playing with words actually if you look at the Greek translation handed over handed down you know he was he handed down the revelation that we are sharing right now but before he was handed down the revelation he was handed over to the Gentiles to be crucified and he gave thanks then he distributed to the disciples and said take it and eat your full this is my body which is given for you do this to remember me so when we eat this this is not just uh, you know anukraga uh, milka bread or your uh, asirvad chapati that you made or the crackers that you get or you know britannia biscuit this is a body bible when they you know that's there's a church that is divided right here and we are not going to go into that the church that says this is just a symbolic and there are churches that preach this uh, that says this is literal i wanted to go with what jesus said when jesus took if you read matthew 25 we don't have time to read jesus took the bread he broke it he gave thanks he gave it to the disciples and he said this is my body he didn't say this is bread looks like my body he didn't say this is a symbolic act no no this is a pro- prophetic act there is a difference between a symbolic act and a prophetic act prophetic act is a sign that you are actually redoing it what christ has done for you and so take it and eat this is my body verse 25 in the same way he took the cup and cup of wine you know grape juice in tamil bible after the supper and said this cup seals the new covenant with my blood drink it and whenever you drink this do this to remember me so when we take this communion it's to remember and we're going to talk about it what is to remember and that's why i said there are seven beautiful things to remember what christ has done and we will talk about it in 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 the later part of the sermon or teaching whatever you call it whenever you eat this bread this is verse 26 and drink this cup you are retelling the story look at someone when i take communion i am retelling what christ has done in my life come on come on you can turn around look around i know here also they are doing it look at your wife if you are sitting next to you you know and uh, come on say whenever i take communion i am retelling the story proclaiming our lord's death so this is what one man of god said i'm not sure if it is tozer or uh, 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 leonard uh, ravenwell but someone I, i i get confused sometimes the author's name this is what he said each occasion of partaking in the communion is an opportunity to say proclaim confess again here with i lay hold of the benefits of jesus christ full redemption of my life forgiveness wholeness strength health and sufficiency isn't it beautiful so if when you take the communion you remember these four, four or five things forgiveness wholeness that's the word in the hebrew called shalom the wholeness strength health and sufficiency second corinthians 98 talks about that christ is your all sufficiency for every work that he is doing in you amen so communion is not just you know a, a liturgy or some communion is not something that you do it once a month communion is not something that you you kind of wait for the priest to come no no now priest cannot come even if a priest comes you will be wondering did he wash his hand where did he touch it you know what did he do 
you know you are worried about many things that's why in the old testament this is beautiful pay attention because don't lose me here in the old testament isaiah 61 it says you shall be a priest to the lord that's 700s before jesus was born isaiah is saying you shall be a priest and first peter 29 peter says under the inspiration of the holy spirit you are a royal priesthood what happened after 700 years jesus he actually not only set us free he actually put us back in the original design what is the original design now you are not going to be a priest you are a royal priesthood and that's why i'm saying as your pastor you don't need to wait for me to come and give you communion you are a royal priesthood that's why you gather together and you sit together you remember what christ has done amen See for this reason verse 27 whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the lord in a wrong spirit and it's again in verse 29 it says for continually eating and drinking a wrong spirit will bring judgment upon what is a wrong spirit the the wrong spirit is actually has a couple of meanings maybe more than that one is when you don't realize what jesus has done on on the cross and we don't realize you just you are you limit jesus to your salvation part that's the wrong spirit or you just think this is this is too much for me you know i am not going to take part into this that's the wrong spirit or you come in the spirit of fear or condemnation you know many uh, these days from monday to friday the lord put in my heart to send a minute devotion i just share a minute of devotion to people that i i know of in my little garden that we have just to share just an encouragement and one of the thing if you read john chapter 8 and in the john chapter 8 the the pharisees the religious people started to stone actually they didn't stone this lady but they wanted to stone this lady was caught in adultery and the bible says john 8 in in james version it says we caught in the very act of adultery and how many of you know you can't do adultery on your own because there was no other guy there was nobody else it was just the lady but they wanted to stone but if you read the later part it's a long chapter john chapter uh, i think it's 8 or 9 if you uh, hey eight yeah and then he goes on at the end of the chapter 59 the the the, the pharisees the religious people wants to stone jesus in the beginning they wants to stone a sinful woman in the end they wants to stone a sinless son of man that's what religion does religion is good in stoning what is stoning my suggestion is condemnation religion is good and telling people how bad you are but this is why we have to remember that's the wrong spirit the condemnation that's why that brings judgment upon yourself but not recognizing the body worse than 30 this insensitivity is why many of you are weak chronically ill and some even dying this is what paul says if you don't I'm come with an understanding of what Christ has done if you limit yourself with a narrow view view you are actually not exercising the full benefits it's like going to a buffet how many of you like to go to a buffet you know one of the beautiful thing i like to do is uh, going to barbecue nation <laughs> i'm not creating any you know appetite for you and one of the things i like to go in any buffet i like to take a first tour because you want to eat you have to prepare yourself in your mind i'm coming for you later 
that one is for me first that one get behind me because that's curd rice you know and that you you just kind of have a mental argument or thoughts you have a conversation with yourself and you walk around you know many people have taken the lord's communion and they have reduced it to just salvation not the whole life that's why paul is saying because of this many of you have become weak chronically ill and some even dying because they don't realize the full potential of what Christ has done that's why paul writes in the 31st verse you know if you do not sit in judgment of others he talks about if you don't examine yourself you will be judged by the lord and when we are judged it is for the lord's training so that we will not be condemned again it's the word of wrong spirit not be condemned along with the world So this is the revelation Paul got it and he was explaining because the church of Corinth they thought this is like some kind of meat uh, and and meat and eat kind of thing so they kind of gathered together and the rich would eat more and they get drunk and the poor would be just waiting for some scraps if you read the later part of the uh, the book Paul says if you are hungry eat at home this is not about feast how big you can eat this is about remembering what Christ has done amen so then let's read another chapter in ephesians chapter 2 there's a beautiful verse there also paul is writing to the ephesian church remember corinthian church ephesian church all these are pagan gentiles who came to know jesus so these guys had a lot of baggage like us you know we also have a lot of baggage we don't have the we don't come from a judea world view we came from a different world view where a pagan world view or animistic world view that's why we still have a lot of religious baggage we came in you know one of the religious baggage we still have in our in our mindset if somebody gives something on a right hand we get offended yes or no sothu kaiyila kudukama i won't tell you all those things but that's the thing because why because our mindset are very animistic in our thinking so like that the efficient church also had a lot of baggage and that's why paul has to correct again with the bible i mean the kingdom and he says in verse 13 chapter 2 we're going to read from the passion it look at you everything is new paul is saying to the church hey guys now you are a new creation and new creation means old is gone amen how many of you like to wear i don't know my my the only time when i grew up we didn't have a lot of money my parents will buy two new clothes once one for your birthday that's october my birthday and then one for your christmas and if my dad gets an extra bonus he can buy you a new set of clothes for the new year and i am so thrilled in those days for many of you are younger generation you don't know you have to buy clothes and go to a tailor and in those days when i grew up it's the fashion called balloon baggies I don't know whether anybody know balloon baggy and my, my in those days my die hard fan I was a die hard fan of Rajnikanth and there was a movie that came called Dharmadurai and he had this balloon baggy pants and I told uh, you know my dad said give him bell bottoms I'm like <laughs> you know I wanted to have balloon baggies and wear that balloon baggies and you are on the 24th night the christmas eve you have to go to church everybody wears anybody remember those things you do those things i mean we don't do those anymore because kind of you know we kind of moved on from there and you kind of put together and you want to show off i remember one time my dad bought a, a, you know what is that raymond's pant bit he got an offer raymond's pant bit and you want to show off wearing the raymond's pant you know and it's 
it's so weird and this while paul is saying look at you now everything is new amen look at someone and say i see new in you amen this is what paul says although you were once distant and far away from god how many of you can relate to that i was distant and far away from god yes now you have been brought delightfully close to him he didn't say ayyo saniyo kettava he didn't say that you know he didn't say ana setada ni polipa he didn't say that he brought you delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of jesus you have actually been united to christ and then verse 14 is so beautiful our reconciling peace is jesus he has made jews and non jew one in christ by dying our sacrifice he was broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and made us equal through our union with christ amen so communion is what common union what is the, what become the common factor christ become the common factor that's why we have this union with christ that's why we can call this is interesting we can we can be drafted into this abrahamic covenant what is the abrahamic covenant before abraham there was no such thing called jewish people because abraham was not even a jew the jewish nation was not even formed so god chose a guy and he said out of you i will bless you and make you a blessing to others so that's an abrahamic covenant now through jesus we were far away now we are grafted inside to this abrahamic covenant today we are blessed and we are a blessing to others amen isn't it beautiful look at this next verse this is verse 15 ethnic hatred hello in a time like this what's going on in america in around the world with the sad story which is actually a heartbreaking story of uh, george floyd's uh, brutal death Uh, by this crazy guy you know and the ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross ethnic hatred today that's why paul says in another letter he says you are no longer a greek or a gentile you know black or white you know whatever he, he, you fill in the gap in christ we all become one Amen. And then gives you, he gives you, I think it's in Galatians, he talks about seven, one, one baptism, one Lord, one, one Christ, one Messiah. It goes on in the list of that. And look at this verse. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning everyone. What was the legal code? The law. The legal code that says you are messed up has now been repealed by his command. What was the command? Father, here I am. you know i commit my spirit to you that command came it nullified us its triune essence has made peace between us by starting over forming one race of humanity jews and non jews fused together amen look at this verse 18 we don't have time to read now because we are united in christ we both now have equal and direct access in realm of the holy spirit come before the father Amen. Now we have equal access and direct access. Isn't it beautiful? Now we are united to Christ and we have both equal and direct access to the realm of the Holy Spirit. So now as a believer as a as a as a uh, follower of Jesus now you have this beautiful fellowship that you can go directly. 
Amen. In those days, you need to send a priest with an offering. He only goes once a year and he will represent you. Today, you can go directly because Jesus has paid it all. Amen. Look, verse 19. It's so beautiful. So now, you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of the city of the holy ones with the rights as a family members of the household of God. Hello. The family members are different from guests. I don't know whether, you know, you, you go to people's home and one of the things when we travel in the West, they will say, please feel free at home. Have you heard that? Mi casa is tu casa. That means my home is your home. You know, but I say that, I say to mi casa is tu casa, but mi sposa is no tu sposa. I say, my house is your house, but my wife is not yours. You, you know, I, I tell it in a funny way. So, you know, I need to draw boundaries. <laughs> but I just say, but this is what people say. My house is your house. Be feel free. You know what happens? That means you are giving them the right to access some of those things in the house, like refrigerator. You can open, have a piece of, you know, uh, you know, fruit or a cake or a milk or whatever. You know, you can open the cupboard, take some peanut butter, apply a sandwich. You can do because mi casa is tu casa. But if you are a foreigner and a stranger, imagine somebody walks in to your home. Hello, where are you going? I'm opening the fridge. You will call police or you will act like a police? Yes or no? Yes. So that's what Paul is saying. Now you have the rights as a family members to the household of God. My son doesn't come and say, Daddy, I come before your presence. Not my will, your will be done. Release the fridge. Open it. I command, I break every bondage. He doesn't do that says, Daddy, I need ice cream. And when Daddy says no, it does not mean never. It means not yet. Children know the difference between no and never. Strangers think no means, they don't even have the appa concept. They have God the master concept. But when you are a sons and daughters, you know when Daddy says no, it doesn't mean never. It's just not yet. If my son comes at 12 o'clock and asks me, I want to eat ice cream, daddy says no. Why? Because lunch is coming. Something better is coming. Because if I say yes to that, I'm actually killing him in a, in, in, in a, in a way that his appetite is not going to be you know, enough for to eat. You understand the difference? So that's the thing. Now verse 20, you are rising like a perfectly fitted stones of the temple. Your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and prophets. Best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone. Who is that? The building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. And then verse 22, it says, God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. Amen. So now we understand. Paul is writing. This is a beautiful thing. I want you to take a time in your home when you have time to meditate on this entire 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians and also in Ephesians 2. It dwell, it, Ephesians 2 talks at least seven times in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. It's so beautiful. So there is... When, we need to get a revelation of what is mean to be in Christ. Without... Knowing that revelation, everything looks foreign to us, alien to us. God says, you are not an alien. You are now part of my family. 
Amen. Now we get to the meaty part of it. How do we realize this communion? I want you to turn your Bible to Isaiah 53. We want to read three scriptures, but I want to start by reading the sixth verse first. The sixth verse talks about this. Like wayward sheep, we all wandered astray. Each of us has turned from God's paths and chosen our own way. This is the perfect description of sin. What is the perfect description of sin? This one. Each one turned our own way. How many of you can say, I have turned my own way? You know, everyone here except Gideon, everyone says, I have turned my own way. You know, that's the reality. You know, what does that mean? That means that God, what is the way? Way is the life. When, when we know that Christ has become the way and we choose to ignore that and we walk in our own way. That is, the Bible calls this, this is very interesting, the Bible calls this wickedness. You know what is wicked? It's not, you know, we compare wickedness with the religious mindset. I'm not like Yuga Heifner. I'm not like Adolf Hitler. I'm not like Chinggis Khan. I'm not like Idi Amin. You know, this is, we think, I'm just, you know, a normal guy who had normal challenges. Actually, the wickedness is someone who's saying, that's the ways of God, but I'm going to choose my own way. That's called wickedness. And the Bible says, I think in Psalms, I'm not sure the address exactly, he says, he confuses the plans of the wicked, but he, un- he guides the path of the righteous. What is the righteous? Right standing with God. That means you are not righteous based on your efforts, your work, your prayers, your, you know, people say, I fasted brother, God answered it. No, 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 no. Your fasting doesn't change God. Your fasting changes you towards God. Amen. So much of religious mentality in us, we think we can actually twist God's arm. Hello? Amen? So, let's go back. Isaiah 53. This is beautiful. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of deep sorrows who was no stranger to suffering and grief. We hid our faces from him in disgust and considered him a nobody not worthy of respect. And it was he who carried our sicknesses. So whatever sickness we had or having or going to have, he is the one who carried. Amen. Crushed the torments of our sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done. As one who was struck down by God and brought low. And the verse in James version it says iniquities and transgressions. The iniquities talks about the, the internal stuffs. Transgressions talks about the eternal stuff. For example, lust is an iniquity. Adultery is a transgression. How many of you know in church, transgressions, adulterers are not welcome. But lustful people, it's okay brother. It's just a challenge. Have you heard that? Hmm? This, this is a normal thing. So this is why we, we, will, we will only judge people who sin differently than us. Hello? It's maybe shocking. So that's why adulterer brother, kudigaran. But then, lust, it's okay. No, it's not going to change just by prayer. It's determination of seeing what Christ has done will bring you the revelation. Amen. That's the reality. That's why the King James Version, sometimes it's really beautiful. I mean, if you, if you try to ignore the thee and thou, it's, it's really iniquities and transgressions. And sometimes we... Paul, uh, 
you know the sorry the the christ is more interested not just your externals he is interested in your internals how is your heart connected to this we viewed him as one being punished for something he himself had done as one struck down by god and brought low and i have added some emphasizes here on verse 5 if you can look at the screen it's beautiful it was because of our rebellious deeds that jesus was pierced it says he but we know he talks about jesus jesus was pierced you know every man tried to become god only one person god came as a man amen son of god became a son of man so the sons and daughters of men can become son of god sons and daughters of god amen amen so it was because of our rebellious deeds repeat this after me it's because of our rebellious deeds it's because of our rebellious deeds jesus was pierced jesus was pierced and because of our sins and because of our sins jesus was crushed jesus was crushed jesus endured the punishment jesus endured the punishment that made us completely whole that made us completely whole in the woundings of jesus in the woundings of jesus we found our healing we found our healing say this after me in the woundings of jesus in the woundings of Jesus I found my healing I found my healing the word woundings in the hebrew words chabar the word chabar it's very interesting you know how many of you like hot dogs yes the hot dogs the first thing what do you do you split open the bun yes or no yes today brother you're talking about hot dogs you know you're talking about uh, <laughs> eat and meat and barbecue anyway but get my point the the split open that's actually the chabar means split open the body of christ he was bruised you know the bible says whenever they whipped him and took over some of the flesh and bone came you know and he was in the, in the openings in the woundings of christ when you are walking through and you realize what christ has done there comes your healing there comes your restoration chabar in that chabar of god christ brings your healing and look at this that's why i have few more minutes i told you the first 22 minutes we will read about this but i have next seven minutes we want to talk about rejoicing what we going to you know what we going to remember whenever we take communion there are seven things please take it take a note or you can take a picture and then edit my face out so that it stays out for you we remember what jesus did on the cross so every time we going to take communion here we have some here we remember we remember what christ has done thank you so whenever we take the bread whenever we take this glass of wine i mean it's grape juice here we remember what jesus has done amen we remember you can pass it around to people we will remember what jesus has done so when i take this bread i'm saying god i thank you thank you i'm supposed to be broken but your brokenness restores my brokenness amen that's called remembering number 2 we confess that we are dead without him i believe you might have heard this from uh, dr ravi zacharias he used to say this is one of his favorite statement god never came to make bad people good god came so that we can the dead people can come back to life amen hello he never came to turn bad people into good people he came so that the dead people can bet life and life in christ and that's why we confess that we are dead without him lord what is dead like it's not just the physical death it's there is no life 
that's why i include my family members you know people say which age we should take communion after baptism or before baptism you know i'm not going to go into those i'm not going to say what you should do but i ask the holy spirit you ask the holy spirit he will tell you and the holy spirit told me there are no senior holy spirit and junior holy spirit and five year old son he was two years ago he, he saw a vision of jesus and i believe he got filled with the holy spirit and i day i was thinking should i give him communion should i not give him communion you know when my own son was diagnosed of autism people said he's going to have so many problem you know the lord told us you know f- trust in the finished work of the cross there will be time that we will gather together and we just say god you have paid the price we are dead without you and we thank you we started speaking and the same doctor who diagnosed him looked at him and said this is a miracle what did happen did you do some therapy i said yeah we did a therapy it's called god therapy we read psalms 139 every single day your eyes saw my unformed body all the days are ordained before you you created isaac and asha in most my being you knit them together in your hand they are marvelously and wonderfully and fearfully made amen started declaring so number 3 we thank god for this brilliant way to save us from by grace through faith this is the brilliant way god saved us amen imagine he would have said everyone has to pay the price we would be still paying it no and we would still not able to f- fulfill it that's why i wrote down here the third one we thank god for this brilliant way to save us by grace through faith this is the brilliant idea of god that god looked at guys and said man you keep praying you remember the first in the garden man started paying it by tying fig leaves and god temporarily clothed him with a, a lamb skin but then in the revelation we see behold is the lamb was slain before the foundations of the world that means before adam going to mess up eating that stupid apple god already prepared amen and many men have this adam's apple it got stuck here anyway number 4 we receive this amazing plan of god into our lives this amazing plan that's why we take this communion and say god i receive this plan i receive this purpose this beautiful idea that you gave i receive this you know that's the humility receiving it with humility number 5 we proclaim the awesome work of jesus on the cross the proclaim is what pro claiming you say god this is not just confessing this is not just saying it now you are just declaring it yes you did it lord you did it you paid the price i no need to pay every work is a dead work other than the work of jesus on the cross hebrews 6 talks about it dead works repenting from dead works what is dead work i need to pray i need to play i need to fast i need to do this you know in tamil they say mandi it jabam panna you know nee mandi it jom panalum mandi podamul jom panalum that is not going to save you what is going to save you is the precious blood of jesus amen that's why we proclaim the awesome work of jesus on the cross number 6 we rejoice in god's unconditional love this is god's unconditional love broken body poured out blood unconditional love there is no more unconditional love can be shown you know there is always religion talks about conditional love religion tells you god loves you if you do this and this and right christ tells you i loved you when you are at sinners how many of you were in sin and you remember it very well and christ loved you i remember when i was messing around christ came and set me free when i was just following my own ways my own instincts christ came to set me free and number 7 this is beautiful 
we intercede for those who needs a divine touch though it may be spiritual physical emotional or relational that's why now we say this god a broken person like this you're restored you know there is a song that's you took me from a miry clay you know that song i don't want to sing and scare you but you know the part you know you took me from the miry clay set my feet upon the rock you know that's 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 my life i was in a deep mud mess he took me up and i see wow you set me up now who is the rock christ is the rock upon this is building his church that's you and me now i look and i see my friends i'm still praying some of my friends say god you took me it's not because i'm some kind of special it's your grace it's your mercy now i'm interceding for my friends i'm praying some of my friends that god will set them free amen that's the interceding you look at this and say god this brokenness you can do it in my life you have done it in my life now we do it in my friends i'm praying for my neighbors i'm praying for my auntie that is uh, my opposite home she came and gave her life to jesus she confessed with her mouth but then she walking in a different way also i'm saying god this is the work of christ fulfill it i'm praying that one day modi ji will come and put his faith in christ amit shah ji will put his faith in christ not just knowing him mentally not just believing you know satan believes jesus do you know that satan is not a atheist he's no fool hello satan believes in jesus but it's not belief alone will help it's to put his faith in so i'm praying that one day vellur 10% of vellur population that's 100000 people will put his faith in the finished work of the cross amen i'm praying that 10% of this population of india that's 120 million people will put their faith in the finished work of jesus that's interceding amen that's not like i am saved i am restored i got my green card i'm ex- escape <laughs> no 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 it's we going to intercede so as you take part i want you to think about somebody in your mind maybe it's your roommate maybe it's your friend maybe it's your classmate that studied all my classmates know that charles was the most mischievous instigator of all nonsense and nuisance in the class i was the backbencher anybody was a backbencher here it's so much fun to be a backbencher but god set me free 25 years later i had a reunion i had a privilege of sharing my story and there was a pin drop silence and i shared you know guys you all know my mess but christ turned me around and you know what i'm still praying that this broken body will set them free also 